I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome back to the MVP show and this one's going to be going live from Seattle because this week is MVP week in Seattle so quite exciting. Anyhow I get to have Ed Gonzalez on the show with me and what an interesting guy such an interesting life uh he's a polymath so he's an experimenter with all things that takes his fancy which you know i appreciate that um i get it uh and it lines up with my type of thinking anyhow uh check it out it's a great episode uh, full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 183 Let's get on with the show. Hey, Ed, welcome to the MVP show. Thank you. Super excited. Yeah, good to have you on here and um, and hear about your journey to becoming an MVP. How long have you been an MVP now? Since December 1st of 2019, so just over two months. Wow. So it would have been a bit of a change and a bit of a drinking from the fire hose experience, I take it. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Um, I'm still, I think, getting my feet under me, uh, trying to figure out one, you know, all of the things that I should be doing and and then also all of the things I could be doing. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a, definitely a bit of a juggle, right? And and I think the biggest thing is don't overcommit until you do find your feet, as you say, and um and and head down this path but yeah too late for that i'm already over committing (laughs) congratulations anyhow for becoming an mvp how you know what did it feel like when you found out so it 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 was um you know it was it was shocking i i knew i had been nominated um and i honestly like i still feel like yeah i don't want to say like i don't belong but it's almost like you know, at some point, somebody's going to figure out that I have no idea what I'm doing and uh, <laughs> call me out and be like, what's this guy doing? He doesn't, you know, he's not supposed to be an MVP. I've sort of reconciled with the idea that, you know, being an MVP doesn't necessarily mean I'm an expert in whatever platform, but it's really about my enthusiasm and my evangelism of, of you know, the specific platform. And I am really excited about it and I dig the stack and I'm totally into sharing it. And I love seeing people's, you know, the little light bulbs over their heads go off. And so I'll share it all day long if I can. So good. So good. So tell us a bit about your background. Where do you kind of live, work and play? So currently living in Southern California, uh, weather's always perfect here, um, sunny and mild, but we subsidize that. I mean, we, we pay for it and, and things are kind of expensive. So I'm, I'm actually looking to relocate to the Pacific Northwest. I've always really enjoyed it up there. Um, you know, the, the, just the culture and the weather and the environment is absolutely, um, you know, right up my alley. So I'm excited to kind of see that happen, but I've been in California my entire, my entire life outside of a, a short stint in the military. 
So does that mean Seattle, where you're moving to? Uh, I'm looking specifically around Portland. So if I can get in Portland, um, you know, or around there, I think that'd be really cool. Seattle's a, a, a smidge too north for me. Um, but I'm not ruling it out. It just, you know, it depends on the opportunity and what all's going to happen. Mm-hmm. What about family? Um, so my, all of my kids are grown. Um, my oldest daughter lives in the Bay area, uh, San Francisco Bay area. And my younger daughter lives, uh, east of where I'm at now. And then my son's out in Palm Springs right now, but he's talking about moving up there as well. Mm-hmm. It's a good time for a shift then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. So, and what about your military service? What what was involved there? Um, nothing super exciting. I so I joined right out of high school. Um, you know, um, a lot there. There were a lot of kids that this was back in the late eighties. Um, that you know they weren't really looking at the military as a cool thing. Um, and I had, you know, I had a few friends and one of them was really close and he had talked about it and he was going in. And so, um, I figured, you know, what the heck, I'll give it a go. Um, I had a really good time. I was in for six years. Um, and it, it, you know, it made a difference, taught me some things. I, I felt like I was able to contribute to some stuff. Um, I spent my last probably two years, um, as a, as a drill instructor slash instructor, um, and so was able to, you know, teach people and, and shape, you know, young ideals and, and, you know, get them to do things that, you know, they probably didn't have the confidence to do beforehand. So I had, I had a good time, I, I, but, you know, at the end of six years, I was kind of like, okay, I can either, um, you know, if I sign up, my, the next contract was going to be three years, uh, which puts me at nine years, which is almost 10 which is halfway to the 20, which is required for retirement. So I wouldn't be signing up for three years. I'd be signing up for 14. Um, so I just decided after the six that, you know, we were kind of done and we'd, we'd agree to see other people. Mm, mm, nice, nice. Those who change themselves change the world is a, um, a, a picture that you have on your Twitter profile. Tell me about that. So, um, interesting story there. Um, my younger daughter and I, we were up in Seattle actually checking out, uh, colleges when she was, uh, I think a senior in high school and she had done so phenomenally in school that, you know, her mom and I had told her, you figure out where you want to go. We'll figure out a way to, to, you know, get you there. And so at the time she was interested in theater and there was a private university up there that did that. And that made me a little nervous, but thankfully she ended up choosing a different path. Um, but we were walking to the hotel and, and somebody had spray painted that graffiti on the, the side of the, you know, on the side of the street. And it was, it was so kind of striking to me and, and really kind of hit home. And I'm, I'm sure it's a standard quote that everybody's heard of, but I don't get out much. And, uh, you know, I get all my, my, um, you know, all my information from street graffiti. And, uh, and so I, I snapped a picture of it and it just kind of became a, a mantra. It just became, um, something for me to, to measure myself by, I guess. Um, because I've always wanted to change the world. Um, and I was on a different trajectory. I was not, you know, I was not on a path to be an MVP. I was not on a path to be, in the Microsoft universe. Um, and, and I was able to kind of turn all that around in, in short order. Wow. Wow. Uh, the other thing I noticed is your profile pic has 
um, a lot of bookshelves behind it with a lot of books. Yeah, I was in uh, that particular picture. I was in um, a bookstore, a local used bookstore, uh, which is, you know, one of my favorite smells is old books. And uh, so I was in there checking things out. And the guy really liked my T-shirt. So he took a picture of me and my um, shirt for their Facebook page. And gotcha. somebody said I had a nice smile. So I put it on. That's, That's my so cool. Page. That's yeah, cool. That's you. cool. Wow. Okay. So who who was responsible for nominating you and getting you into the program? What did they see? And um, what's that journey been like? So it, it, it was a team effort. Um, I, have, I have a lot of people to thank. And, and I actually, um, you know, am always grateful for everybody that had every part in it. And, you know, it'd be impossible to kind of, you know, acknowledge everybody. Um, but I think the very first person that raised my awareness as far as what MVPs were was, was Britta Rexstad. Wow. Um, good old Britta. This was, yeah, this was when I was in the kind of the dynamics space. I still am. I mean, I'm still there. Um, but more recently, um, got involved with the power platform and really kind of showcasing that and getting excited about that. And I did a power platform world tour in, um, it was the Silicon Valley one. And that's where I met uh, John Levesque and Melissa Hubbard was also there. And Melissa was uh, one of the folks that nominated me. And then um, her and John kind of brought me into um, what they call the Flow Fam. So a bunch of, um, you know, business app Flow MVPs. And um, that really sort of accelerated my knowledge. So fast forward, you know, a few months and then uh, Melissa and Sarah Critchley both uh, non nominated me for MVP. And I got to say, I mean, I was I was floored. I didn't expect it. Um, and I was absolutely just completely flattered. So I was, I was, you know, I was really beside myself. That's so cool, man. That's so cool. I've just actually spent probably the best part of about two hours um, chatting backwards and forwards with Critchley. <laughs> um on text as an as we update each other in her life in canada now so yeah yeah super fantastic and i'm so glad to have her on our continent you know yeah and i see melissa's gone on to microsoft now so yeah wow yeah. so good a lot, eh? a lot of great stuff coming out of, out of both of those yeah yeah excellent okay so so the experience for you now that you're in um what didn't you know was gonna what, what yeah what didn't you know was gonna happen and what were the kind of thus the pleasant surprises and uh, i don't know are there are any unpleasant surprises of the journey thus far um i don't think anything super unpleasant other than what we were talking about before where i was saying you know i pretty much have started saying yes to everything um that's kind of how i got in this mess um you know i gave myself 12 months if i'm just going to say yes to whatever comes my way and so i love it shonda rhymes eh right right um so put me in a lot of positions where i'm speaking a lot and things like that um and so that sort of overcommitment stuff and and over commitment has an asterisk there because i i don't know if it if it is over i really enjoy it um, you know, I'm, I'm still getting my feet under me with it. I'm still, you know, figuring out the whole, uh, speaking thing and, um, you know, finding that rhythm and, and getting sessions that are, are solid. Like I said, I, I don't feel like I know this stuff as well as everybody, but I definitely feel like there's an audience, uh, of people kind of like me, um, where they're maybe, you know, power users or, you know, um, 
maybe beginning admin slash developer stuff, or, or maybe they're just kind of piqued their interest. Um, and those are the people that I try and speak to. Um, but the stuff that I, I really like has just been like things I didn't expect. I didn't expect to be automatically welcomed into like this huge family of people that uh, are super excited to, to, you know, not only about the platform, but to help you out and kind of, you know, put their arms around you and say, okay, this is the way, you know, and, and share all that stuff with you. Tell us a bit about Britta and how, how your paths crossed. Um, so we were, I'm going to screw up the location, um, because I've been in a lot of different places since then. Um, I mean, you know, the story, right. Um, I, I feel like it was St. Louis, but we were speaking at a similar event and, um, I think we had, uh, we had a session together and it might've been like a, um, a thing where the user group kind of put us together on, on a session together. And, uh, since then, I mean, just fast friends and, and, uh, you know, she's helped me sort of grow and, um, I've got, you know, I've got a ton of like management experience. So I was sort of helping her with the other aspects of, you know, running businesses and stuff like that. And, um, there, it was just like, it was a perfect kind of partnership or I guess still is, you know, mm, mm, mm. No, oh, so good, and it's uh, it's a shame we haven't seen her around as much lately. Been been poorly as she is, but uh, who knows if she'll be at MVP Summit? I'd love to see her again. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I expect she'll be uh, good enough to you know healthy enough for to be out soon. Um, I, MVP Summit's coming up in a couple of weeks, so I don't know about that, but hopefully you know we'll get the, a chance to all hang out. So I see that you've got a strong background. It looks like in Dynamics 365. I see D365 Blackfout. Um, you've been involved in the user groups in that space. And you've obviously in more recent times moved into Power Automate. I can see your Microsoft Certified Trainer. Um, got your MCSA as well. And of course, MVP now. None of that happens overnight. So I assume you've been on a bit of a journey. Can you tell us a bit about how this transition's come about and how you've moved from being very Dynamics focused into this, the Power Automate space? Yeah. So, um, when uh, yeah, you're right, I had been in the Dynamics 365 or, or the CRM space for quite some time. Um, I actually date back, um, to other CRMs, um, you know, for a long time and kind of have always been in that space in, in one way or another. Um, but recently ish, you know, five years or so in the, the Microsoft CRM side, and, um, you know, just kind of working through that. And then when flow came out and, and we had a chance to do some automation that tapped into other connectors, that was, I mean, that made a difference. That was in a, like an epiphany wake up moment for me to, to start to do some really cool things. I had already been working in some other products that did similar stuff, but nowhere near as powerful and nowhere near as easy to use. So when I started getting into that, um, you know, that, that was pretty exciting and, and things sort of accelerated. The MCSA was actually on the power BI side. Um, because when that first came out, um, you know, or when we rephrase that when I was first aware of it, uh, um, that really kind of made a difference in how I was presenting a lot of the data. I, like most people, you know, was doing several different things, um, and one of them was the, the reporting aspects on, you know, all the different sales initiatives and campaigns, like all the data that, that is captured inside Dynamics 365. 
And when I started seeing some of these visuals and the insights that you could gain from Power BI and how easy it was to connect to multiple data sources, like I just chased after that, I loved it. And then I was trying to really kind of get people excited about that, where it was at. Um, didn't totally latch on, but I, I didn't lose my excitement. And then following that, got into the, the uh, Power Automate side or the, the flow side as it was back then and uh really just kind of took off and you know trying to do some really cool things and sharing stuff with that and and i love being a part of the community and seeing how people use this stuff like it's it's amazing to me just the everyday uh ways that that the platform is making things easier and better for people yeah so true so so what led you down the microsoft certified trainer path so that was more, I forget what, what triggered it, but I saw a post that somebody had said that, um, you know, that they were looking for trainers, you know, they were looking for MCTs. And so I started looking at the requirements and realized that I pretty much had them all. Um, I had, you know, a bunch of training experience uh, throughout the years. And, and then I also had the, the require. I think the MCSA that I had was one of, you know, one of many different requirements. And so I thought, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and get that. And so that one was actually the end of December. So that's more recent than the MVP. And that one, I'm still trying to figure out uh, my way around at the same time as I'm trying to figure out my way around the MVP. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. And, and I just love this, this, you know, this continuation of learning and applying um, on your journey. Now, Outside of MVP side of things, are you into aviation or what? I see the Flying Polymath is, uh, is the name of your website, which I think is totally awesome. Um, and, and a wicked photo on the front there. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, I'm a student pilot um, and, and all of this comes from um, a desire to learn. I love learning things. I love, you know, picking up new things. And I'm absolutely convinced that's going to be you know, the thing, the attribute that kind of keeps my brain from going to mush as I get older. Um, I just want to keep leaning, uh, learning. I've always been interested in aviation. It was one of the reasons I joined, uh, the army. I, you know, I wanted to fly helicopters, uh, and it, but it turns out and, you know, for the kids at home, recruiters lie, um, <laughs> no offense to any recruiters, but um, that's not what I ended up doing. And so years later, when I was out of the army and out of school and everything else, I thought, well, now's, now's a chance. Now's the, the, the time for me to chase after that. And uh, one of the local junior colleges has a, a great aviation program. And so I started up with that. And um, I'm actually one class away from the, the aviation science degree that they have there. Um, but yeah, you're right. That's, I mean, that's one facet, um, of, of my polymath journey. Um, I've got, you know, all these different hobbies and things that just kind of keep me challenged and keep me interested in, in chasing after, you know, different tinkering projects. Mm, mm, mm. So what else is on, on your radar there? Um, okay. So, um, one of the big ones is aquaponics, which is very big in your neck of the woods. Um, and that's where you're, you're growing, you know, food from fish poop. Um, uh, and, uh, is that ver vertical as well? Is it, often you, you can do that vertical. Yeah. I mean, so you can, so the, the grow medium really, it's up to you how you do that. The, the harder part with that is just getting the water up to the top and, and running it down, but it's no different than any other hydroponic system. 
Um, the only difference is just the chemicals, uh, because there's fish involved. You can't really, uh, customize them as much as you can in a standard hydroponic side, but that's, that's one thing that's got my interest. Um, I love to tinker with electronics and stuff like that. I, I'm an amateur radio operator. Um, you know, when I have, when I have space, you know, when I have the house, um, up in Oregon and I'm not in a one bedroom apartment anymore, I'll, I'll have a good setup and I'll be able to talk to my friends in Japan and Venezuela again. Wow. Mm-hmm. So do you have to, you, do you have to throw on a big uh, aerial for that? Um, so, uh, the one that I had, so the last house I was in, I had a, a small, like it was basically a piece of wire that was, I'd say 10 meters long. And I just stuffed that underneath the eave of the house. So you can even see it. And I've, with that, I was able to talk to, um, Japan, Venezuela, Russia. Um, and it was just, it was, it was awesome. It was two pieces of wire. I was, I was talking to um, somebody in Russia, you know, using a piece of wire and a radio that was, I think, older than I was or am. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. I dig the hobby. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. All righty. Well, time's flowing. We're already uh, at the 25-minute mark. Before I let you go, I always like to throw out some really random questions online. Yeah, the, this is what scares me. I've, I've been doing my research and listening to some of the other ones, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. The thing is, neither do I, right? Until I pull them out, I don't know what we're having. So uh, are you ready? I guess so. Okay. Would you rather be proposed to in uh, private or in front of family and friends? In private. What mistakes do you keep making over and over again? I keep saying yes to things. <laughs> what's a dream? What's your dream job if money didn't matter? Um, probably teaching. Awesome, awesome. What's the best thing about the opposite gender? <laughs> Decline to answer. <laughs> <laughs> if you could only drink one type of alcohol for the rest of your life, what would you choose and why? Um, mead because I really love honey. Yeah. So that is wine made from honey, right? It, it is absolutely true. Yeah. And, and going on the polymath thing again, I was at a beekeeping class on Sunday. So no way. Just, yeah. Learning all kinds of cool things. Also very big in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Well, I'm, I've just been doing a heap of research for buying my first hive. So, um, very keen on that myself. Yeah, so we'll have to chat afterwards. Yeah, yeah. What one accomplishment are you most proud of? Um, you know, all of my kids. Super proud of them. Um, you know, I, I love seeing what they're doing. Like, to me, that's the legacy, right? That's the the thing I'm leaving behind. It's not the stuff that I acquire, but it's it's the the story that they're building and, and sharing with the world. I love it. I love it. Ed, if folks want to connect with you online, I see you've updated your Twitter handle recently. Uh, where else can they find you? Yep. So flyingpolymath.com is my website. That'll be the the bestest, easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, powered by a G. Um, and, you know, that, that, that should cover it. Really, I'm LinkedIn, Ed Gonzalez. It's all there. Hey, thanks for listening. If you've heard about the 90-Day Mentoring Challenge, have you? Maybe not, maybe yes. Well, if you're wanting to get a handle on where your career is going in the Microsoft business application space, this free 
90 Days of Mentoring is for you. More than 200 people enrolled in 2020 uh, for the program. And, you know, I'm just capping it off at the moment, just in the final stretches. It's been an epic journey, I tell you, uh, with those people that have been involved. If you want to find out more information or get in touch with me, go to nz365guy.com forward slash 90 day MC or just Google 90 day mentoring challenge and you should find me there. Um, if, uh, yeah, if that's of interest to you, I'm keen to hear from you. Anyhow, full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 183. See you next week.